business is the fuel that drives America. Innovation, hard work, risk, and reward. It's what many call the American dream, and we're bringing the dream to you. It's the Business Beyond the Boardroom Show with your host, Mark Steckman. At this show is just whipping right by. I'm I'm looking at the clock right now, and I know we've got another caller. In fact, that's our guest keeper there for just another second. Uh, and I want to um, I want to dive into this topic because it is a relevant topic as everyone is spending a lot of time at home and with their families, and some cases. Uh, extended families and separated families. There's a lot of questions that come up around family law. So I asked uh, Christina Anton Garcia to join us on the show today. She is our guest for our leadership spotlight. Let's see if she's over there on line one and we can get her dialed into the Business Beyond the Boardroom show. Christina, are you there? I am. All right. Wow, you got a good, you got a good clear connection. Well, hey, listen, Christina, welcome to the Business Beyond the Boardroom show. Super, super glad that you were able to uh, be a part of the show today. I know you and I had a had a great chat yesterday, and uh, I, I want to give the uh, listeners a little background on who you are uh, and uh, what your practice is all about at Anton Garcia. Can you give us just a little little background nugget before we uh, get started talking about uh, family law? Sure, I am a native uh, Tampa uh, resident, and I have a degree in psychology, and have always been passionate about helping people. And I wanted to combine that passion uh, with a passion for law. And I found family law approximately 14 years ago. And all I've done every day since. <laughs> wow. What you're, what you're leaving out is that you uh, graduated summa cum laude from uh, University of Florida, Go Gators, back in, uh, mm-hmm. I won't say what year. People can look that up at uh, your website, tampaattorneys.com, <laughs> by the way. And, uh, and, and then also uh, got your law degree from uh, University of Florida's Levin College of Law as well. And you are an award-winning lawyer. I'm, I'm looking at all of these awards that you've gotten over the years, Top Family Lawyer, Client's Choice Awards, and Rising Star, Super Lawyers. I mean, you didn't give yourself enough credit. You're one of the best family law lawyers in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. So right now there's a lot going on in the world, and in that same regard, there's a lot going on in uh, families in and around uh, Tampa Bay. And I know you and I talked, when we talked yesterday, you said there's a lot of questions that you keep getting asked, even though, you know, the world seems to have shut down. The family law world has not shut down, right? It's it's pretty much things as normal. You're still practicing law, still seeing, ju- you know, talking to judges and having cases, right? Yeah, so if anything, it's a little crazier because certainly there was a lot of um, problems with timesharing and custody um, with the COVID. A lot of uh, individuals were wanting to withhold children, especially if their former spouse um, or the other parent was in one of those high-risk professions. Um, There were some cases that came out that were interesting about an emergency room doctor that wasn't getting to see his kids during this time. So it really actually um, increased the volume of cases during this time, and there's been more going on. A lot of a lot of couples that were maybe on the edge and not doing so well, this quarantine kind of <laughs> hit them over the mm. edge, if you will. So we have actually seen a, a spike in cases at this time. Yeah, and that's obviously that's that's not a good thing. But uh, when a person gets into that situation, they need to have answers, and a lot of times they'll come to you before they've maybe chosen you and. Or in your firm, and you get a lot of frequently asked questions. And these, some of these questions, 
uh, you know, and, I, and I'm looking at them, and we'll go through them here in the in the remainder of the time of the show. But they're super important questions, and uh, starting with the top, you know, is there an age my child can decide which parent he or she wants to live with? That's an important question. What? How? Do, how would you answer that? So a lot of people, there's a myth out there that um, think that there's this magical age when children can decide which parent they want to reside with, and there really is not. Uh, what there is is there's an, usually around roughly 13-ish becomes an age where some judges will allow children to testify, and then they will have a voice. Mm. But their preference, the child's preference, is only one of 20 factors that a judge weighs, and those factors are not weighed equally necessarily. Judges have a lot of discretion. So there certainly is not a carte blanche a child would decide at a certain age by any means. All right. So here's here's a sticky and not fun topic, this or question that comes up, and I know you get this a lot. Will my ex be punished for having an affair? And generally the answer is no. It is a no-fault state, and um, unless your ex really took it to the next level and spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their paramour, then sometimes we can make what's called a dissipation claim and try to uh, get some money back for the non-cheating spouse. Or if that person had an affair and they chose to be with that other individual over their children, like night after night after night, sometimes then it will impact custody. Mm. But in general, affairs actually are not um, a very big topic just because it is a no-fault state. Gotcha. Well, here in the state of Florida, and I, I talk to a lot of people just through normal life, I know there are a lot of couples that have had children and they are not married. And this happens for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's, it's you know, an insurance issue. Sometimes it's a preference issue. But uh, if, if there's an unwed father out there right now that is in the state of Florida that is on the birth certificate, do they have rights? So in the state of Florida, an unwed father has to go through the court system and get an order of paternity establishing his paternity over the child and his rights to that child. So we call it paternity. It doesn't mean that we have to actually go take a DNA paternity test. It is just the umbrella in which all unwed parents fall under. But we actually have to get an order through the court system to establish a parent's paternity. The mm. birth certificate alone is not sufficient in the state of Florida. Interesting. That's a, that's a good point right there. Uh, what about title? Is that determinative for distributing assets? Title is not in this state. Um, so just because a spouse has something in his or her name, they often think, oh, that's safe from the marital asset pile, and that is absolutely incorrect. Mm. Um, the courts actually don't look at title um, of assets unless there's a non-marital claim. But in general, anything from the date of marriage to the date we file a divorce action, absent a pre- or post-nump, is going to be divided equitably, which generally means equally. So mm. even if it's titled in one spouse's name, it's kind of put in the marital pot, and the marital pot is often just simply divided in half. So that would lead me to a question that we hadn't discussed, but I'll ask it. Does that apply to businesses as well? If a business, you know, if, yeah, if, if, let's say. If the business is in the wife's name, not the husband's name? Absolutely. If the business was established during the marriage, the business has a value to it often. Sometimes 
we have what's called personal goodwill that will diminish the value, but that's a separate segue. But the business will have a value to it a lot of times, and that would be a marital asset, which would be divided. So, yeah. Mm. So that's interesting. That's a great point right there. There's a lot of listeners that uh, right now are, uh, you know, as, as small business owners, you know, many times it's a, the business is only in one name. Is there a yeah, fo- we probably almost a fourth of our cases sorry, are deal. I deal mainly in, with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very common, and a lot of times we have a forensic CPA that helps to value the business. So go ahead. I was, I was, oh, no, I was just going to ask that. Are they more complex? And you just answered that, needing a forensic CPA for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a formula for alimony? This is a question that comes up. And, you know, I, as, as all of us do, we know people who have been divorced and have had, you know, wildly different alimony situations. Talk about that. Is there uh, some formula that's, you know, we can kind of a person could figure out to know exactly how much uh, theirs is going to be? So in the state of Florida, we have a formula for child support, and it's very clear what numbers we input, and it kind of spits out a number. And there's very little variation in what a child support calculation uh, comes to. But as far as alimony, there's quite the range. Mm. We always tell our clients up front when we meet them, just to set their expectations appropriately, is that I can have 10 judges with the same facts, and I would get 10 different answers on what the alimony number is because Mm. there's such a range and fluctuation. The parties are required to fill out what's called financial affidavits. And from there, we often assess what a party's need is versus the other party's ability to pay. But because there is so much variation often on financial affidavits and how much an expense truly is, there is a lot of variation in what a need and ability really is. And so um, oftentimes that is thought about and hard to get uh, an agreement on in terms of a case because there is no formula at this time in the state of Florida. Gotcha. So that, that makes sense. That's why there's such a wide variation. Now, what if somebody, and, I, and by the way, I know you deal with uh, situations and cases that come up literally with, with clients all across the country, uh, depending on specific situations. If, if a person were to be divorced in another state like New York, is it going to be very similar to the state of Florida or are there a wide ra- variation in that too? So the laws are state-specific. A lot of times there's similarities in how they, um, how they have laws, but there are community property states, which are different than ours. There are states that are fault that are different than ours, which, is, again, is no fault. So I always caution my clients when they're, you know, calling their girlfriend in New York and comparing notes of divorces that, you know, this state is very different. And, and frankly, the state is very different than it used to be. We used to um, have something called the Tender Years Doctrine many years ago where uh, the preference was given to mothers for child custody purposes, and now that's gone. And so we we have changed dramatically just in the state uh, ourselves. So when people compare with other friends that have been divorced many years ago, that's even something I caution them against. So make mm. sure it's apples to apples and somebody that's you know recently gotten divorced in this state. And while while we do not want to see people you know you know driving the bus straight towards divorce, obviously we want to try and reconcile and, and fix things in order to keep a marriage together. If indeed there's somebody that's listening right now that's headed down that road, maybe not by their choice, and uh, you know at what point is it a good idea to retain an attorney in order to, for your defense or or you know in this in this scenario is there like a is there a place where you go okay this person needs one this person really doesn't need one or is it, do you recommend it for all situations 
So I always tell people this is not the time to bury your head in the sand. It only takes one person wanting a divorce. So sometimes people that really want to keep their marriage together kind of bury their head in the sand and think, well, if I don't participate, then he can't divorce me or she can't divorce me. That's not how it works, unfortunately. And so it really could put you behind the eight ball and harm you if you wait. So as soon as you're thinking it's a possibility, I strongly suggest scheduling a consultation with a, a family law attorney. Um, just to see what your rights are and what you should do. And there are sometimes things if we're going to be um, fighting over custody or timesharing that, you know, we recommend keeping diaries or journals or whatnot is appropriate. So I highly recommend at least reaching out for a consult. And those usually are only a couple hundred bucks. So it's, gotcha. it's definitely worth the investment just to have knowledge is power. And and having someone on your side who's going to be aggressive and not passive in this whole situation is probably pretty important, which is why I'll mention that TampaAttorneys.com is where you can be found at, right, of the Anton Garcia Attorneys at Law. It's TampaAttorneys.com. By the way, how did you and I even get connected? Was it Was it Jake that connected us? I believe so. Uh, shout out to Jake if you're listening right now. Appreciate you over there at uh, Brick Media. Well, Christina Anton Garcia, thank you so much for being a part of our show today and answering some of these questions. It's not a fun topic. It's not something that uh, people expect or want. Of course, no one goes into a marriage expecting or, or, or wanting this type of a situation. But when it comes up, you need somebody on your side who's going to be there with the answers and the experience. And I guess your uh, law firm is, is a great resource for that. That's Anton Garcia, Attorneys at Law. So, uh, Christina, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. You got it. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Simply go to MarkSteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.